Welcome to Chapter 55 and Part 2 of our trip to Malaga, Spain. Today we'll share some of the wonders of the seaside city. And a day trip that included our first ever shared senior moment. This is Jeff and Julie moved to France during a global pandemic. I'm still bummed out about my shirt. <laughs> I am very bummed out about Your new my... shirt that you bought in Malaga. Well, or Malaga. You know, can can manufacturers at this stage in in the world in this uh, amazingly evolved world can they not figure out a way to produce clothing without tags? Well, some have. Ah, oh, well, yeah, some. Why don't they all just go? Oh, wow! Somebody printed it right on the material. Genius. The tags that come with shirts. It's. Well, you, it's a you pound become, of cloth. You become possessed. Well, that's because it digs in. It yeah. digs into my neck. You get neck. mad, and then uh, you use the wrong implement to well, remove. My, my implement this time was brute force, and I ripped a <laughs> complete hole in the shirt that I had uh, just purchased. Yeah, and I, I have such a heck of a time finding perfectly fitted shirts. And this was per it was from Levi's. It was a perfectly fitted T-shirt, and I just ripped a hole in the back of it, and I'm very bummed out. I hope we can fix that. Well, and I mean, by you can we, still, you by can... we, I mean you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Isn't that always the case? Well, um, no, but you you can still wear it as long as you wear something else over under, it. Yeah, I know. Right? I know. I know. It just bums me out. Anyway, uh, enough about that. Uh, I'm just saying that it, every it's time a thing I for you, I know. Yeah. I, like it is bothersome, but you are really possessed. Like it oh. drives you absolutely nuts. I see the nail clippers come out, and I go, "Oh, this we're in big trouble." <laughs> well, it's when that when it's, it's when the razor blade comes out that you should run. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, we had a great time in Malaga, and while we were there, we were lucky because the first French walkout strike mm -hmm. was happening, and that very first day, they, they had a good turnout. Um, the eight major unions had their workers doing some rotating strikes, yeah. and that involves bus tra transportation, it involves the metro, it involves school, right. doctor, it also involves the electrical workers, the people who work at... at um, EDF or at any yeah, of the major this um, is, hydro plants. This is where I draw the line. This is uh, this is this is criminal. What they're doing, criminal. Well, <laughs> what I was reading is that they target towns and villages um, that have representatives that are against the strikes, and they turn the power off. Can you believe that for I a mean, couple hours? Here's. Here's the, here's why I find it criminal because someone could die because of that. Okay, you're right. I, well, the, the government has the French government has come up, come out and said that in fact it's a criminal act. Well, good. I hope they prosecute them because it's ridiculous. Now, uh, that said, the protests and strikes are all about the retirement age, and Macron is proposing to up it from 62 years to 64 years old, and. The, uh, how many people were out uh, yesterday? So the second day of, of, of strike just happened, and uh, uh, some report up to 1.5 million people were, um, you know, out and about uh, showing signs, um, talking about how unfairly they're being treated, um, and, you know... It, <laughs> well, well the, you know, the, the funny thing is, when you look at the rest of Europe, 
rest of the EU, yeah. most retirement ages are beyond 64 years beyond of age. Beyond 65. Well, we saw one that was 60. What was it, Greece, 67? 67, yeah. I mean, and, and here's the thing. So, I mean, it, it, it did get dropped down many years ago to 60, actually. And then it was pumped up to 62. And there were huge protests then. But here's the thing. There are more people climbing into that group now, and it's going to be unsustainable. You know, it's boomers climbing into that that age bracket, and it's going to be unsustainable. So you're you know you're either going to have to, it's got to be paid for somehow. Well, I mean, what they're probably not seeing is that they're going to be paying much heavier taxes, mm-hmm. income taxes, in yeah. order to support the retiring community. Got to come from somewhere. Yeah. And, and I think the plan is for it to go into effect in 2030. So I'm not sure, like, a lot of the baby boomers will have already been retired. <laughs> right? You were going to say, will already be dead. <laughs> well, and that so, too. Yeah. Either permanently retired yeah. <laughs> or not working. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. It's uh, uh it's. I I don't see it as a big deal. Sixty four is not that well, old. Well, you know, I mean, it's I'm, it's like it's so French. It's like it's our right. It's our right to not work. It's our right to have two months vacation. Yeah. So you know the the planets are going to collide in February because you know if if there are further days and there are two more days planned, the the strike action will happen at the beginning of the holiday season, the winter holidays, because oh. there's another holiday two weeks. Oh, they're they're everywhere. I mean, I mean, so, it, it, it it just baffles the mind. If you if you come from North America and you get your two weeks holidays every every year and you uh, retire at sixty five and you come here and hear the whining that goes on in a country where there's a holiday every five minutes uh people retire at 62 and they're only trying to push it to 64 i it, it, you know it, it it's like uh, go cry on someone else's shoulder okay yeah but it's it's going to be a very confrontational battle mm-hmm. like everybody's holding their ground and and elizabeth Bourne, who's the prime minister and macron the president are or are, are, are holding firm i mean they came out on the weekend saying that this is non-negotiable in order for the system to work yeah. they need to increase the rate yeah well and i or the age. i tend to side with with that uh, opinion right now but uh, we'll see where it all ends up i think this has been tried before by other presidents and they've uh, well they got pushed back i mean the unions yeah. are very powerful yeah. i think back in chirac's days blackjack chirac yeah. um, there was a train strike that lasted weeks uh, and that's crippling no it is it is absolutely uh i want to uh i want to play something from <laughs> i want to play something from last week okay mm-hmm. all right listen to this the area that i was supposed to park in was 200 yards past where we parked the car to check into the hotel, which meant the guy pulls out a map. You're going to go here, then you're going to go here and <laughs> over here. And, and I'm looking at that and I'm going, that's 20 minutes. And he goes, oui. <laughs> I said, oh, there's got to be a better solution. And he said, yeah, here, take this uh, piece of paper, put it on your dash and leave your car out front. <laughs> and, and, and that he said, worked. you know, that he's only had two yeah. incidences where the car has been ticketed or. No, no towed. It yeah. was just ticketed. But he said, but he said, it's okay because you're parking. If you parked with the hotel parking, it's 29 bucks. And if you get a ticket, it's 37 bucks. So it was worth the risk. And, you know, we were feeling lucky because it was Friday the 13th. And we were. (laughs) No, we. (laughs) 
weren't. <laughs> we were too quick to, to pass the judgment because unlike in Canada where you get a ticket on your windshield, here you get a ticket in the mail. And we did. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I hate opening our mailbox. I know. There's always some bit of bad news. It's hilarious. So our Friday the 13th turned out to be a Friday the 13th from Canada. I I don't know if you recall from our last chapter, but Julie was saying that here Friday the 13th is largely regarded as as a fortunate day, a lucky day. And so we thought we got away with this parking situation in, in Toulouse. And we clearly did not. And we didn't. So what they did was they took down the license plate and we got it similarly to a photo radar ticket. Yep. And it was $35. So, like, I'm trying to recall how many tickets my car (laughs) has received when I have not been responsible for either or any infraction. Wait a minute. This was a group decision. Yeah. It was just, just because I was driving, this was a group decision because we, here's what we did. We said, okay, we can, it was right out our window, first of all. So we could watch our, we could see our car down there on the road. Yes. And so we thought, okay, first of all, it's not a for sure that we're going to get a ticket. And second of all, the hotel was going to charge us 29 bucks to park in the, in that, in their lot anyway. So, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> Turns out it was a $6 difference, but we got better parking. Like, we didn't have to go get the car and schlep bags all over the place. No, so. you're right. You're right. Except, you know, now I have yet another, you know, black mark on my driving record. Oh, there's no black mark for a parking ticket. Well, I don't know. No. And there's no points associated Thank to goodness. it. Thank goodness. If I'd lost a point, that would have been really bad. <laughs> Anyway, uh, that's that's that. Uh, we paid the ticket because if you don't pay it right away, then it jumps to seventy five bucks euros. Well, yeah, yeah, Julie. Okay, but there's a big difference. Here we are. Okay, it's now chapter fifty five of uh-huh. our podcast. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna say dollars. I'm gonna say bucks. I'm rarely gonna say euros. If you talk to anybody who's British here, they say quid. We, we all use our our own currency, and it always means euros. Okay, just moving forward. I'm just trying to express the point that it's more money. I know. I know. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> so this week is uh, what? What is uh, what is this February? What is it called in French? February second. Uh, so it's called la chandeleur. What is that? A chandelier. Chandeleur. Oh. Um, in English, loosely translated, it's it's candlemas, mm. like Christmas, but candlemas. Um, oh boy! I I didn't notice it last year, but this year I did. Like walking into the supermarket mm-hmm. and the food stores, you see tons of of crêpes and galettes all over the place. You see f- f- skillets. In, ca- in case you have no idea what Julie's talking about right now, it's <laughs> Pancake Day. <laughs> Jesus. So so the, February 2nd every year is held in high esteem here in France. Okay. And people um eat their pancakes, but apparently you're only supposed to eat your pancake or your crêpe after 8 o'clock at night. Well, there's a whole bunch of superstition <laughs> oh, that's I'm involved sure. with oh, yeah. making of the crêpe. You're supposed to put the crêpe 
that's the pancake in the skillet with your right hand and hold a gold coin in your left hand. Do, do you have your husband's underwear in there somewhere <laughs> no. that you've just ironed? No. I mean, but that's supposed to bring you good luck. And uh. then there's the they light candles as well because it's officially forty days since Christmas has passed, so it has a religious um, tone to it. It's the day that Jesus was presented at temple. Anyway, um, so if if you're able to carry one of the church candles back to your house. Without it burning out, apparently, you will not die the coming year. Oh, but if, and if it blows out, you will. You're done. Oh, geez. yeah. This yeah. stuff, this religious stuff, is just beyond the pale. <laughs> um, and the superstitions. Yeah. So, uh, is this one of those in like a lion, out like a lamb deals? It's as totally well? like that. So, okay. so think, what is February second in North America? It's, it's like I think February fourth is Groundhog Day. No, it's the second. It is the second. It's the second. Oh. So it they they kind of mirror one another. Where if oh, if, if something happens on that particular day that's going to have repercussions on the you know next few days yeah, I got, week. I, i'm with you on this there's nothing stupider than groundhog day that is the most ridiculous thing well so this this has kind of different layers to it but yeah it it does have different um um different outcomes depending on the weather of that day so if 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 it's windy and you're trying to carry your your burning candle from the church to your house uh, mm-hmm. good luck with that yeah exactly that brings me to the French phrase of the day. Okay. Okay. Um, so, like, there are a million of these. Like, they say, à la chandeleur, l'hiver se meurt ou prend vigueur. So they all rhyme? They, they are, yeah, they're all kind of cute that way. Um, Quand la chandeleur est claire, l'hiver est par derrière. Your bum? Derrière is behind. Well, so I oh. guess it is behind. But, oh. but they say, so... Uh, if it's a clear day, um, winter is behind you. Okay. The other one I just said, à la chandeleur, l'hiver se meurt ou prend vigueur. It says, at this um, candle miss, mm-hmm. uh, winter either dies or gets more vigorous. Oh, wow. So they're all weather-related, similarly to Groundhog Day. And... Uh how long does this celebration go? Just for the one day? One day. One day. One day right. You eat your crepe, you light uh-huh. your candles. Yeah, and pray and pray to God that and, you get good weather. And then, yep. And then you move on. Wow. Okay. And uh, what what was that the French phrase of the day? Yes. Oh, you didn't even give me a chance to guess it. Okay, I'll give you another one. Cause oh, because you always come. Okay. Um, soleil yeah. de la ch- chandeleur. So, so, sorry, chandelier is candle? No, chandelier is the name of this oh. celebration day. Okay, go chandeleur. ahead. Chandelier. Okay, go ahead. Start so, again. Soleil de la chandelier annonce hiver et malheur. Oh, if, there, if there's sun on chandelier, then you're going to have a bad winter. It means more winter. Yeah. And misery. Malheur. Ba- malheur is like bad winter. Bad, bad, malheur is, is, is bad luck. So who sits around coming up with all these miserable uh, superstitions, I wonder, back I don't in the know, day. but there, like, there are tons of them. Yeah. All around La Chandeleur. And you know what? You know there's somebody who just buys right into this crap. You know that there's somebody at home right now just shivering because their candle blew out. 
but I, I bet you that the people around us in our community, the, the farmers, oh, yeah. uh, you know, it's kind of like a farmer's almanac. What's it going to do on February 2nd? How's that going to affect my crops? Well, because everything's with the, you know, it's either, you know, too cold, too hot, too windy, too, too calm, too rainy, too sunny. So, you know, it's never right for, for the farmers, you know, but they have a tough go because they do depend on the weather. Yep. I think what they should be worrying about is is another frost after the prune blossoms because that's that's ruined the crops for the last two years. That was devastating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So let's hope that whatever's supposed mm-hmm. to happen mm-hmm. on February second happens. Yeah, so that there's good weather and good crops and joy and and good luck. Burning candles. Right. Wow, that is. Uh, and we 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 get we get to you know what next week on the show we're gonna we're gonna talk uh, also we we got a bunch of stuff planned I got to remember to write this down because you picked up the calendar with all the superstitious oh, names on I it did, and everything I did I did so okay. we we'll we'll take a look at that there are some every wacky, day wacky yeah. names every day of the year has a a, a name attached we've to talked it. about this before but yeah. you got the nice big calendar this time. Easier to read. From La Poste, from yeah. the post office. Yeah. They're free. They actually have them in the post office. Mm-hmm. It's a gift. What's your day again? April 8th? Uh, April 8th. Yes, it's April 8th. And this year, it's right before Easter. Okay. Yeah. No, we, we, let's remember to bring that in okay. for uh, next week's show. Perfect. A uh, couple of uh, great, great uh, dining experiences as we get back to Malaga. And um, and there was one not so great. That was the first time I've ever written a Google negative, well, any kind of review, any review. And I had to because I, I felt that it was a very overrated restaurant and the food was so lackluster and my chicken was so inedible that people have to know not to go there. <laughs> I've never seen her so revved up about, uh, you know, I, I'm with Sebastian Montescalco on this, you know, the, the 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 funniest man in the world right now. Check out uh, his um, his stand-ups. But he goes, who has time? Who has time to write these reviews? He says, we go into a restaurant, the food's bad, hey, let's go, this sucks, you know, and that's it. Uh, but... But uh, you, boy, I tell you what, you were like a, well, you were a bear after well, this. Well, I did a Google review, yeah, and then they sent me a questionnaire. How was your meal? And they wanted me to to rate um, the mm. restaurant experience. Well, which I'll think I, twice about doing that. Which I did, and today I just re- received an email from them suggesting that they would um, they would love to have us um, there. Of course, this is general; it's not really you oh, and me. I see. for Valentine's Day. Oh God. So, so that's you know what that's something to to take into consideration when you're in a you know a, a foreign place like you don't know the culture. Um, make sure that you're going to restaurants that uh, follow the schedule of that city or that town. This particular restaurant is popular because it opens before eight. Well, and that's the thing that you have to know when you go to Spain. It's very rare that you get to even begin your meal before eight thirty, nine o'clock. So we found a place that opened at 7, you know, and a lot of the English— And actually, we the place was jammed with English people. Yeah, okay? from, from, Brit, from Brits to— yeah. yeah, and it was really a wretched meal. I'm, I'm not going to lie. And our concierge at the beautiful hotel that we stayed at recommended it. So we went back to them afterwards and said, look, do not recommend this place. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to describe what Julie, this was, it was pollo something. All it was, was a boneless chicken breast put in a frying pan. 
That's it. And they couldn't even do that right because it was overcooked. It was oh, flavorless. Yeah. Oh, and you yeah. couldn't even – you sent I, I it back. I sent it back. And they didn't even try and – uh, you know, buy you like a dessert or, or take something off the bill, which is another reason that you got heated about it yeah, all. Yeah, it's like, you know, when you get less than than good service, mm-hmm. it, as, as a restaurateur, you need to make amends. You need to find a way to make your customer happy. And nothing happened. Yeah, so uh, she... <laughs> She goes and just fires up that computer. You could you could have heard her typing in the next room. <laughs> blank, 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 blank. Anyway, uh, good for you because uh, you know what? When it's that bad or when it's that good, you should you know try yes. and do a review if you can. Now, on the good side of things, we ate in a district now, and and it's sort of a a, a, a renovation of sorts or a, renew, a revitalization, a renewal of a district uh, in Malaga called Soho. It had kind of gone. Into the sort of disreputable. Yeah, there were like there were. I think it was ladies a, of the evening yeah. and and you know some some you know drug addicts hanging yeah. around and 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 so what they did was they tried to clean it up and they turned it into a, a, a an artistic area and it began actually with uh, graffiti. So uh, I I never got a chance to see this view, but there's a whole view of one of the sides of Soho that is uh, that features great, like renowned uh, graffiti artists from the world. And they've all got a little area. They do like their graffiti in in Spain. I'm not going to lie. It's everywhere. Uh, But anyway, it, it extended from that. And they have cultural centers. They have art centers. They have dance studios and they have an incredible um restaurant and hotel selection and the whole thing was was uh an initiative that was started by the public yes and then the local government jumped on board yep. made it a destination and celebrities like antonio banderas uh grabbed a hold of this idea and started yep. opening really classy restaurants he has he has a total of four restaurants, and I believe three of them are in Malaga. But we ate at uh, Atrezzo, and it was fantastic. I think it was our best meal there. Yeah, I agree. It yeah. was really good, really, really good. Yeah, Antonio is is from um, mm-hmm. uh, Malaga, mm-hmm. so yeah. yeah. Yeah, so uh, that was a good experience. And then and then just down the road, we had this, sort of this mom-pop pizzeria place. And uh, the, the, the server, who was just wonderful, I believe she said, was it Mexico or Panama? She was... Yeah, she, she it, was, it was from South America. South America, anyway. Mm-hmm. And she was wonderful. Just a sweet, sweet person. And, we, you know, it was very cheap and cheerful. But yeah. we really enjoyed that place. But, yeah. Uh, no, the dining was really good. Uh, there, was, there were really some, some pretty fantastic moments. Yeah, and we, we did eat one meal at the hotel. And it was it was very good. It was really good. It was really good. Beautiful, beautiful place. Uh, so yeah, the restaurant experiences were were quite uh, wonderful in in Malaga, and um, the area where a lot of the restaurants and shopping is was just a block or so away from Pablo Picasso's childhood home. Yes, his his the house where he was born. Yeah, and spent a lot of his uh, very very young years at. They weren't there very long, but the house was built in 1861, and they were there for a few years uh, after that. But they've turned it into a little museum, and we decided to take it in. It was really well worth it. It was really good. Yeah, I, I didn't realize you, that Picasso was such a detailed and wonderful artist at such a young age. Mm-hmm. We saw a painting, I, I believe it was of a fisherman, that he did when he was 
14 years old. And it, was, uh, it wasn't uh, cubism. It wasn't uh, abstract. It was impressionist, you know, similar yeah. to um, Monet or Manet. You yeah, know? well, none of the artwork that we saw really was after he got a little crazy with the... That's what he's known for. So I, I, I know. Don't, don't call him crazy. You just don't like it. Oh, it's, it's 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 yeah. No, I d- don't say I didn't. I don't like it. It it just it's a bit weird. It is weird. And you know, when you're trying to figure out where the where the faces and, and, and yeah, the where eyes, the eyes and, and, and yeah, yeah. Know, it's, it's his style, and that's what that's huh. what he's known for. That's his lane. Yes. Yeah. But we also saw some artwork that his dad mm-hmm. um, and uncles created. And, I mean, it was all in the family there. They, and they were all so good. Yeah. So that that was really worth it, you know. It was forty five minutes, um, and uh, and got to see some some beautiful artwork. Right, and it was, and as it turned out, it was l- like steps to the uh, the new uh, Roman theater, the new Roman theater. Uh, it was it was rediscovered in nineteen fifty one, and uh, you know it was from the first century, and it sat there from the third century until nineteen fifty one. No one knew it was there, and it was uncovered accidentally, and now it's something that you can go and see. Just walk up and see it, and they have. They're celebrating 40 years worth of performances at this beautiful theater. And um, I'll, I'll, I'll talk about this again, but we've just done a video about our trip to Malaga. And uh, you, you can see uh, we've fo- uh, focused heavily on the Roman theater. So go check it out on our Facebook page, Jeff and Julie Move to France. So the beachfront is spectacular and, and goes for miles and miles and miles. And we decided to go into the other direction on the last day. Yeah, I'm, east. I'm really happy that we did that, even though it was was a pretty good walk. And uh, we didn't know where we were. We didn't know what to expect because we were kind of leaving the immediate beaches of Malaga and going into sort of a, the next village east of Malaga. But again, along the uh, Costa del Sol and... We just we just lucked into a, 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 the coolest little area. Oh, well, all these little restaurants, and and they were all open, even though it's considered winter season right now. They were all open. You had people cooking on the beach, um, you know, on coals, and the smells were fantastic. And it was it was a beautiful day, really, really bright sun on the ocean, mm. enjoying the views and all the puppy dogs walking by. Oh, so many dogs. <laughs> yeah. It was just great. With owners attached. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, no, it was really, we saw a lot of dogs in Malaga. There are a lot of uh, dog owners there, happy dog owners and good dog owners. Um, so that was fun. Really enjoyed that. And it was right on the water and just yeah. beautiful day. Um, we, we can't leave this podcast without talking about a major senior moment that both of us had. So on about Thursday of our week, we arrived on uh, Saturday, and on about Thursday, we, th- we got to thinking, okay, we've, we've kind of seen Malaga. Let's get out of here. Why don't we, you know, my, my, the guy who cuts my hair uh, here in France, he recommended going to Grenada, and when you're at Grenada, you go see Alhambra which is, uh, I guess, one of the last Muslim creations uh, yeah, from the back Moors. in the, the yeah, Moors, the, yeah, yeah, back in the day. And uh, so we thought, oh, that's a good idea. And so uh, we found out that in 2022, um, they were able to get the fast train moving from... Yeah, the, the line was completed, so yeah. it goes from back and forth, but it goes from um, Malaga to Grenada, in 
just a little over an hour. Yeah, it's like you just sit down and you're getting back up again and poof, pops you right out in into the uh, the main part of Grenada. And Grenada is nice. It's it's, you know, from what we saw, there are tons of restaurants and and shops and that kind of thing, but it is quite a haul to walk up to Alhambra. Well, I felt like the signage wasn't very clear no. for pedestrians. Yeah, it was great. And I think I think one of the reasons it was such a long walk was because we were following the signs. I probably should have just thrown it into the phone because I think what we were doing, we were taking the driving route, which is way more circuitous than a direct walk would have been. Anyway, live and learn. Again, another long walk. <laughs> <laughs> another long walk. We did our share of walking on this trip, yeah. I'll tell you. Yeah. But so anyway, so... We're we're getting to the senior moment here, and I better get to it quickly or I'll forget that too. <laughs> uh, so we, we're walking and walking and walking up there, and we finally get there. And, and, and by the way, you buy the tickets, you only have a half hour to use those tickets. So at some point I'm going, hey, we got to get going here because we're we're going to have to pop in a cab maybe because uh we're getting close to our uh, we're getting close to our tour time. So anyway, we're walking and walking, we finally get up there like 10 minutes before our scheduled uh, time of arrival and I'm thinking, "Great." And the guy says, "Yeah, perfect. It's just another 15 minutes." Oh, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> well, yeah, we had pre-booked these tickets online. And and it was it was pretty like it, in order to to get there, it took quite a bit of of navigating and And walking i'm glad we did it the way we did we went we took the train in the morning walked around a little bit in grenada had lunch and then our tickets were something 230 and then and then the train home was at six yeah so on our way to the palace on our way to the palace last 15 minutes looking around beautiful wow this is spectacular unbelievable we turn a corner and the palace is just over there, and we look to our right, and staring us right in the face was the hotel we stayed at in 2009. <laughs> the American Hotel, I remember. And we both just looked at each other, and, and oh my God, we've been here before. We've been here before. And we just <laughs> and we just went through all the trouble of buying train tickets, taking a train here, walking all the way up, coming to the palace, not recognizing a damn thing. <laughs> well, see, I don't I think we stayed in Alhambra, but we didn't actually do the tour. We didn't go into the palace. I don't think we went into the palace. I know, but there's so much that that we would have walked through to get to that hotel. Mm-hmm. Although the other difference is we drove. That yeah, time so in 2009, we drove. So we would have entered that area from a different spot and mm-hmm. probably wouldn't have, you know, walked through the... Sure. All of the sort of Edward Scissorhands shrubs and stuff. Let's say that. But... <laughs> <laughs> you know, that was... It was like... It was funny sad. It was... It was, <laughs> it was like, we're such morons and... <laughs> Anyway, it was a it was a nice day, and we capped it off after after doing the the, the palace oh, yes. tour. Right, there was this magnificent hotel over uh, up on the cliffs. Yeah, and and it was nice enough to to sit on the terrace. Yeah, and we overlooked. And that was, was a beautiful. That's true. Yeah, very pretty. And um, that that was uh, that was a well deserved beer. Yes, that was a well deserved beer. Oh my goodness, I can't believe it. Now the the only thing that rivals this story. And it has a, a, a similar um, 
it has a similar uh, subject matter because this whole this whole Alhambra is that how you say it? Alhambra, yes. Alhambra. It was it was you know built by the Muslims, the Moors, many 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 years ago. So centuries, centuries ago, uh, a couple of years back, three or four years ago. Uh, we're in Rockwood, and Julie's uh, running the going for the groceries. Doing the groceries, and, and I said, "Do you mind picking me up some some beer?" And uh, so she said, "Yeah, no problem." And so I'm I'm over at my buddy Mike's, and we're working away in the uh, in, in in our little band room. And I get a text from Julie, and it said, uh, uh, what, "What? Sorry, I'm at the liquor store. I forgot what kind of beer it is that you drink." So I'm busy with Mike, and I just I just. Bang, 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 bang. And, you know, because I, I, I like uh, Muskoka cream ale. So I type out Muskoka uh, cream ale. And then so I, you thought. And then I hit send. Well. What I got on my end <laughs> was that Jeff wanted me to purchase Muslim beer. <laughs> so <laughs> so, there, so oh. I, I guess I typed in M-U-S- and then something else, but it wasn't Muskoka. And so autocorrect came aboard, had a boy autocorrect, and they changed Muskoka to Muslim. So Julie's looking around for... <laughs> I'm looking around in the aisles for Muslim beer, first of all. Like, what's wrong with that? <laughs> so many things. I don't think Muslims drink even. No. And then I can't find it. So, <laughs> what so she... I'm, I, I embarrass myself. By going to one of the workers who is probably Muslim, wasn't Caucasian. Yeah, and I ask him, "Where do you keep <laughs> the Muslim beer?" <laughs> the look that he gave me, <laughs> and he said, "He said what?" And and Julie showed him my my message on the phone, Muslim cream ale. <laughs> and I'm telling you. I had to leave the store. <laughs> you had to leave the country. <laughs> if I could have crawled under the floor, I would have. But I had I had to leave the store. And once I realized what I'd done. <sighs> oh, my goodness. That that you know what? That was a, a good experience for you. Yes. Not so much for me. And the only person who tells that story more than you is the guy from the liquor store. <laughs> <laughs> that is it for our two-part series on Malaga, Toulouse, and Grenada, and Alhambra. Next week on our show, we'll go through some of the comments we've received in the past little while. Also, a new teaching method for those learning a new language. And uh, don't forget to check out the Facebook page. At Jeff and Julie Move to France, there's a new vacation video waiting for you from our trip to Malaga. Au revoir! À bientôt!